the lesson that I learned for me, yeah, and this is just my my experience. Uh, there was two lessons. Great. Number one, I got lazy because my ego was that I'm an airline pilot. Yeah. I never have to do anything else again. Yeah. I can yeah. relax. Yeah. I can take my foot off the accelerator and I can coast through life. Well, that was a lie. It was a lie I told myself because other people told me, hey, when you get a job as a pilot, you're good for life. Don't yeah. have to worry yeah. about it. And I believed them. So I got lazy and... The other lesson it taught me was that I would never, ever let someone else be in charge of my destiny. Hmm. When someone writes a paycheck hmm. to you, they control your The only thing that is constant is change. Welcome to another inspiring episode of Podcast with Sheila the podcast that is spreading positivity around the world by sharing inspiring live experiences. Today's guest, Steve Rosenberg, is an international airline pilot, author, educator, speaker, real estate developer, and business coach. Today we'll be discussing Steve's life, his work journey, and all life hurdles he had to overcome as a man with many hats. Hello, Steve, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Great. Um, before we kick the ball rolling, can you give us a brief background of who Steve is, where he comes from, the basic stuff, just so that our audience gets to know who our guest is for today? Absolutely. So my name is Steve Rosenberg. Uh, I currently live in Houston, Texas, and originally I was born and raised in Los Angeles and uh, started off my life uh, as, a, as a working career person with a standard job. Well, Maybe not standard. I started off as an airline pilot. Uh, it was all I ever wanted to do. I was the second youngest person hired at, at the airline that I got hired with. And uh, best job in the world. Most safe, most secure job is being an airline pilot, so I thought. And had a great job until 9-11. Mm. And 9-11, I got delivered a furlough notice from the airline that basically said, that safe, secure job that you thought you had, it's not safe and it was never secure and you're on the street with 50,000 other people. So I had to realize that the life that I thought I was going to have within 48 hours of the towers of 9-11 falling, uh, my life changed forever because I had to figure out what I was gonna do now. So I started looking to see what people did for wealth, for health, and a lot of people that were successful were somehow tied to real estate. Hmm. I didn't know anything about real estate. I never wanted to learn real estate. I only wanted to be a pilot, but I couldn't do that now because I was going to be furloughed. So I started doing everything I could to learn about real estate. And this is back in 2001. Hmm. Um, there was no YouTube. There was no Facebook. So I had to go to the library I had to get a library card and I had to rent books. I read a book a week. Every week I read a book all about real estate. And I started to learn how to buy, how to sell, how to wholesale. Uh, and 80% of everything I did, I failed at. I got lied to, I got ripped off, I got cheated, stolen from. And I 
I didn't know what to do because I saw people that were successful, but it wasn't me. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't successful like I read in the books. What I learned after a couple years of doing this was that the more I did it and the more I failed, the, the bigger the successes I had when I did win. Wow. And I slowly started to not fail a little bit less and a little bit less. And eventually I started to have some wins. And I started winning. And I started winning. And I ended up buying an apartment complex. No, um, no. Let, let's slow down a little bit, Steve, on that one. Because there are quite a number okay. of questions I want to ask you along the line. Like, sure. when you were told immediately that, uh, when you were fellow and told immediately you cannot work as a pilot anymore with your company, how did it feel? What was the transition like? Because most people will quickly break down and will not be able to put themselves together to move on, let alone yeah, become so successful. And yeah. just to clarify, when you get furloughed from the airlines, hmm. they what they do is they basically come out and said, okay, we have a list of 1,200 people that are going to lose their job. Hmm. We're going to start at the bottom person, hmm. and we're going to start cutting every month until we get to where we need. And you, Steve, are on that list. So we don't know if or when it's going to happen, but you're getting chopped. Okay. So every month they kept cutting and kept cutting. So that's why even though I still had my job as a pilot, I knew it was coming soon. Yeah. Mm. I, I will tell you that it was very humbling and it was very, um, you know, it, it's kind of like getting punched in the face yeah. very, very hard without expecting it because I thought I had this safe, secure job. The tragedy of 9-11 happens. All of a sudden, I had nothing to do with what happened, but I'm now affected. And more importantly, my family is now affected. All I did was try to go to school, become an airline pilot, and be specialized. One of the biggest things I learned is that the more specialized you are, the more unmarketable you are, should you not be able to do that job. So when I started looking to see what I could do, the only thing I could do was fly airplanes. I wasn't, I couldn't do any other job because I didn't know how to do any other job. Yeah. Sure, I could fly an airplane, but unless there's an airplane job out there, it's irrelevant. So it was very humbling to realize I was actually at a bigger disadvantage. If, if I was a truck driver or I drove a car or I loaded stock, it would be easier. But because I was so specialized, I don't want to say I was penalized, but I was, I was, definitely so narrowly focused there's not much i could do so it was very humbling well the lesson here i just learned is don't put all your eggs in one basket so you have to spread yourself kind of well you know the 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 lesson that i learned for me yeah and this is just my my experience uh, there was two lessons number one i got lazy because my ego was that I'm an airline pilot. I never have to do anything else again. I can relax. I can take my foot off the accelerator and I can coast through life. Well, that was a lie. It was a lie I told myself because other people told me, hey, when you get a job as a pilot, you're good for life. Don't have to worry about it. And I believe them. So I got lazy. And the other lesson it taught me was that I would never, ever let someone else be in charge of my destiny. When someone writes a paycheck mm. to you, 
They mm. control your destiny. Exactly. And I thought to myself, I will never put myself and my family in that position again, that someone can dictate my life based on me being a number or a cog in a wheel. So those are two very, very big lessons that I learned after 9-11. Wow. And these are really great lessons as well. Be no matter what you're doing or you find yourself doing in the moment, you have to always make sure you have something of your own. Something you can always fall back on if anything yeah. should happen. And I think it's a big lesson that we should all take with us. Let's carry on with the story. So what happened when you started doing something on your own? What were some of the challenges? As you said, you were learning the ropes as you were going on. What were other challenges that came up? What I learned about real estate specifically, and mind you, I didn't know anything about real estate, yeah. is that um, once you think that you know everything and you think that you're very, very smart, yeah. Real estate has an interesting way of coming like a wrecking ball and letting you know that you're not that smart and it does correct stupid mistakes. And I had made some mistakes. My business partner and I, we had about 35 or 40 houses. Um, they were wrong acquisitions. They were not set up to the right business model. And it came like a wrecking ball telling us we did things wrong. And we almost went bankrupt with this. And we got to a low point in our lives that we figured, okay, we need to do something because we are not doing this correctly. Yeah. And, you know, everybody has that low point in their life. When they hit that rock bottom, yeah. we hit that rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And so we decided that we would either sell them, we would hand them over to a company to manage them, or we would manage them ourselves. Well, it was during after the great recession of 2008 this is about 2010 and um nobody could buy properties because the banks were not loaning so we couldn't sell them we found out no management company wanted them because they were bad rental properties which led us to the final thing which was we had to figure out how to manage them ourselves so we went to a business coach and i thought to myself well if i want to be a professional athlete i would get a football coach yeah. or a basketball coach or a boxing coach yeah. If I wanted financial advice, I'd get a financial coach. Yeah. So if I want business coaching, why don't we go one. find a business coach? Yeah. Made sense to me. Yeah. So we went to a business coach and he explained to us that, uh, yes, we have a potential business to manage other people's properties and our own. Although he explained to us that we were not the smartest people in business and we would probably be bankrupt in six months because we didn't know fundamentals of business. So we hired him on the spot. So mm. now we have a business coach <laughs> and um, we stayed with this business coach for seven years, mm. seven years. Mm. Every single week we went in and saw him. We took that business. We scaled it to over a thousand properties. Wow. Wow. Well into a multi-million dollar company. Wow. We are operating out of three major cities. Wow. And we eventually built it and we sold it to a very large venture capital firm. The only way we did that is not by me being a pilot, not by him being an IT guy, but because we learned the fundamentals of business. Since then, we've realized that it doesn't matter what you do or what you own, whether it's a piece of real estate, whether it's a hair salon, whether you're walking dogs, there is a model to how businesses work. There's a model to how successful businesses work, and there's a model to how failing businesses work. You just make a choice of which one you're going to follow. Yeah. 
And we learned, we were trained and we were learned for seven years how to follow a successful business model. And that that's what led us to having a successful business ourselves, which led us to eventually selling that company, which is where I started helping other business people, other entrepreneurs, show them how to scale themselves and their lives. Because even though you own a business, it's irrelevant if you're not a successful person. Yeah. You have to be the successful person running the business. So it all starts with your mindset is what I've learned. Yeah. The business is a derivative of who you are. Hmm. And if you're not a successful person and you don't do what successful people do, you'll never be successful. And successful could be your health, it could be your wealth, or it could be your personal relationships. It doesn't, it's not necessarily business related, but it all starts with who you want to be and who you are. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So it has to be a personal decision committed to being successful. And working at it. Wow. I'm a big believer that every single day that we wake up, every morning, we make a decision. Yeah. And that decision is I'm either going to be better than yesterday or I'm going to be worse. Yeah. That's a decision we make. And if you don't make a decision, you made the decision already. And so I, I just am a big believer that every day we make decisions we make thousands of decisions every single day when you think about everything we do putting on our shoes how i'm going to do my hair not my hair but how people do their hair um you know going to the gym not going to the gym am i going to speed am i not going to speed am i going to go through that red light we make thousands of decisions all the time but people don't think that am i making a decision on my life well of course you are of course you're making a decision the fact that you don't think you are tells me you've already made a decision you know, it's like it's like baking a cake. When you go to bake a cake, there's a recipe. Yeah. You don't put the frosting on first and then put it in the oven. Not going to get the same cake. Same ingredients, wrong order. People follow a recipe if they want to make a good cake, that's success. If they want to make a bad cake, they follow a recipe that fails. And unfortunately, most people take the failing recipe. Wow. From what, from the little I, I read, I used to think that not everybody was born an entrepreneur. I used to think. But from the story I just heard from you, every can, everybody can be an entrepreneur if they want to. I, I would agree that I don't think everybody is born as an entrepreneur. I'll, hmm. I'll give you an example. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I, 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 that was not, I just wanted to be an airline pilot. That is it. Yeah. Not look. That, I'm not saying that that's bad. I still am an airline pilot. I, I fly a Boeing triple seven aircraft, and I do entrepreneurial things. I love my job, but I also know it's a job, yeah. and I can be removed. I can be downsized. Yeah. I can be discharged at any moment because I don't have control. Yeah. I have control of my own destiny. So, here's the thing. People do what they must do. They don't always do what they should do. I thought it'd be nice to own real estate one day. Mm. That would be good. I should probably learn. And all of a sudden, that became a must when I got my furlough notice. Mm. Now, that was fast track. That was the most important thing I could do. So, I don't think everyone is set up. I think everybody has the potential mm. to do whatever mm. they want to do. Whether it's an athlete, whether it's a, 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 a superstar, intellectual person, whether it's an entrepreneur. It's all, you know... Business, if you want to be good at something, 
you have to be good at being singular focused and the monotony of the same thing over and over and over again. If you want to be great, you've got to be really good at being bored because that's what great people do. They practice the basics until it's numbing. And then they practice them again and again and again. An entrepreneur is not, in my opinion, the person who's flying by the seat of their pants taking these excessive risks. That's not, to me, an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is taking calculated risks based on knowledge, based on experience. They're not letting that inner self talk them out of doing something. Because that's what we all do, right? Sometimes we let that inner self talk to us and we let it talk us out of things because our brain is set to protect us from doing things that it deems unsafe. That's just our perspective. You know, I'll give you an example. A lot of people tell me how one day they would like to do something, whether it's social media Mm. or build a business, but they need a plan, right? How many Mm. times have have you heard that, Sheila? People say, I need to build a plan. I need to think it through because I want to make it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and again, this is just, a, a, a concept, so I don't want to, you know, anyone to go crazy on this idea, mm. but if, if somebody had a, a three-year-old child and that child got abducted mm-hmm. out of your house and you came home and your child was gone, mm. would you try to make the perfect plan to go find your child or would you bust out that door doing everything you could yeah. to find that child? Yeah, yeah. You just go straight for it, looking for your child. There's no you time to plan. plan. You haven't thought about it. You took action. Exactly. And so a, a lot of times when people ask me, why was I successful in after 9-11 mm. and, and doing everything that I did? You know, did I plan it? No. You know what I did? I did one word, and that was action. Yeah. And if you put two in front of it, it would be massive action. Mm. I made a lot of mistakes. Mm. I mean, if I would have planned out how much money I would have lost mm. and all the mistakes I would have made, I would have thought, and I don't know if I want to do this. Like, this yeah. seems like torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did it anyways because I didn't have a choice. I didn't get to choose that. I made a decision and I committed to it. I nearly came to that. I nearly said that sometimes when you are, you are pushed to the rock bottom, you don't, have, you don't have even the luxury of time to make a choice. You just take what you have and run with it because you're, you're pushed further down. You're stuck there. And you want to come up. So there's no point sitting and waiting to come up. You just take what you have and then you run with it. Wow. As a successful entrepreneur, what advice will you give to somebody who is coming up, an, an, an up-and-coming entrepreneur? What advice will you give to them? Well, I'd give, I'd give a couple. The first thing I would say is don't let ego and pride mm. get in the way with the goal that you're trying to accomplish. A lot of entrepreneurs think it's about them and they think they have to be special. It's never about you. If you're a true entrepreneur, entrepreneur is a business sport. Mm. That means it's a team. That means there's more than one of you. If that's the case, you have to be selfless, not selfish. Mm. You have to think about more than yourself Mm. and you have to think about the good of the team and who it affects. Now, If you say, I don't have a team, then I would say you're not a business, you have a job. Hmm. Because a job is something that you can't walk away from. A business is something that's running on teams and leverage based on systems and procedures. Hmm. And so you have to ask yourself, do you own a business or do you own a job? Because if you own a job, it's probably a pretty low-paying job when you factor in 
how much time, stress, and mm. headache you put into it and not getting the return. Mm. So first thing I would say is do not have heroitis and do not think that you have to be the one that's the smartest person in the room and ego and pride. That's the first thing. Second thing I would say is start with the end in mind. So what do I mean by that? When you get in your car to go somewhere, don't you always have a destination that you're going to go to? Exactly. You don't just get in your car and drive, right? Yeah, you know yeah, you're going. Yeah. Even if it's a grocery store, you know where you're going. Exactly. As an airline pilot, I fly all over the world. We know exactly where we're going. We know how much fuel we're going to have. Mm. We know the weather. We know what time. And we know what routing we're going to take. We know everything about that trip. And especially, we know the destination. We don't just get in the plane one day and say, should we go to Hawaii today? Should it be Rio? Maybe London. Where should we go? We know where we're going. Okay. So many people, and I was one of them at first, they get in their car and they start driving with no destination. Hmm. They don't even know if they're on the right freeway going the right direction, but yet they're driving as fast as they can. And if they pull over and they ask someone like me directions, what's the first thing I would ask? Where are you going? Yeah. And if they say, I don't know, well, I can't help you. No one can help you if you don't know where you're going. So going back to your question, if you ask me, what do people need to do as entrepreneurs? You've got to pick your destination first. You, what does the business look like when it's built out? Yeah. Maybe, maybe if you don't know, that's something you need to think about before you even start the process of building a business. Because you could be building it all wrong for what you think. Yeah. And that's why 95% of all businesses fail in the first five years. Because they think action is more powerful than thinking. I, I don't agree. I think there's a lot of power in slowing down to speed up and thinking through the process. What's the most rewarding thing you've done in your life? Well, there, there's several. Mm -hmm. Um one of them would be watching my 14-year-old son buy his first rental property on his own. Um, that was pretty rewarding. Um, that was, you know, um, I think that as entrepreneurs, we can be very selfish. Yeah. Uh, for example, we watch this video. Yeah. Maybe we read books. We go to a seminar. Yeah. And we do all these things mm. for the people that we love but we never actually share the information that we got. Yeah. So that means it dies with us. <laughs> if I die <laughs> tomorrow, my family would get my money and all the wealth that I've created, but they would have never gotten the knowledge that yeah. I spent all the time gathering. Yeah. To me, that's selfish. It is. So to me, my son buying, asking me and coming up with the money and buying his own rental property, I thought was pretty powerful for me. Um, that was the first thing. Um, the second thing that, that I really enjoy doing, so I coach entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. um, I coach real estate people, is seeing their success. Yeah. Um, you know, I, look, I, 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 I do pretty well, we'll say, right? I'm an airline pilot. I've built businesses. I own a lot of real estate. I don't need the money. Um, but at some point, I think we have stages in our lives. And I think those stages have to do with what we can do to give back and and the fact that i'm able to give back and change lives and help people 
it means a lot. It really yeah. does because what use is all this information in my head if I can't help other people achieve their exactly. goals? And I've I've helped a lot of people achieve their goals, you know. And so to, to be able to do that on many many different levels, it it means a lot because it means that without me, their life would have gone this way. Yeah. Maybe with me, their life is going to go this way. Yeah. I, I can't guarantee their life will be better, but they're definitely on the right track exactly. to be better mm. than the track they were on. Yeah. So to me, that 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 means a lot to me. Do you think that 9-11, well, in everything, you can see the good sides and the bad sides to it, depending on how you're looking at it. As I've, I've discussed so many times with guests on this platform, that depending on how we, we choose to look at COVID, it could have been a good thing, could have been a, a, a bad thing for most people. And just as 9-11 is, do you think what happened in 9-11 turned your life around in a different position that brought something good to it? Um, I think to a degree, I think that, um, that's a good question. I wouldn't have the life I had. Mm. I wouldn't have the life I have now mm. if it wasn't for the tragedies. And I hate to say it that way because it, it may not sound right. But if it wasn't for the, 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 the sleepless nights that I went through yeah. and the, the self-checking of me figuring out what I'm going to do, had I not had that hard fall, the hard fall maybe could have come for me during COVID. Yeah. You know, what if what, yeah, if the, yeah. what if I just kept my job, yeah. didn't do anything, and COVID happens and the airline shuts down? Yeah. I mean, what if there's another 9-11? Mm. I mean, there's, mm. you know, I, I think that the reality was is I was not living in reality. Mm. And so it was a wake-up call for me yeah. for yeah. whatever yeah. reason yeah. to say, hey, this is not reality. And so it, it, it was a big wake-up call for me to realize that there's more to it than just having a job like that. I, w I think I was destined for more. Mm. 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 So actually 9-11 opened you up to explore and see other potentials that you had. You didn't know you had until. Correct. Absolutely. Wow. Brilliant. I think we've discussed enough. I don't know if there's anything else you want us to talk about. We can do that now. Things like the courses you run. And anything else we could put out there for people to benefit? Yeah, so I, I, I have, you know, masterminds that I do. I do I do a weekly Zoom mastermind. Mm. Um, for your guests, I'd be more than happy to, to send out. If anybody reaches out to me or to you, I'd be happy to send them a link. I do a Zoom every other week. Um, and I bring on some top-level people for entrepreneurs to figure out. And you get around other like-minded entrepreneurs, so it's nice, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I do do that. If somebody, I'd be more than happy to, to give your listeners a free link Great. to it. Mm. Um, and I think it's one of those things that we have to realize that it's all about giving back mm. to me. Yeah. I, I and look, I do I do all the way up to high level masterminds. I just did a three day mastermind. I had a gentleman named Brad Lee uh, mm. come to it. I had a guy named the Iron Cowboy. I mean, I, I have some very very big names at a high level. And then I go down to the lower level to help everyone because everybody has to start from somewhere. somewhere. And the one thing I'll tell people is that, you know, sometimes social media is good and sometimes it's a disservice. And mm -hmm. that disservice could be that, you know, we think everyone's norm is such a high. And I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that, we'll say. Mm -hmm. So my thing is all about how do we all get to the next level by helping each other. Um, I've got, a, I have a podcast show, High Stakes with Steve Rosenberg. 
Um, obviously, social media, they can find me on Instagram where I, if you want to see the cool places that I fly to all over the world, I post videos on there. Um, I talk about education stuff and just in general things that I can help people with. And, you know, again, I think it's good that there's someone out there telling like it is. I mean, I've got no skin in the game except to tell people like it is in, in my experience. And whether it resonates with people or not, it's the truth. So you may not like it, but you'll at least say, well, at least he was telling the truth. Well, now that you mentioned it, what is the coolest place you've flown to amongst all your your journeys you've made? Well, one of the best places I've, the most beautiful places was probably New Zealand. Okay. Um, but you know what I've learned is every place has a certain beauty to it. Mm. Um, I've flown all over the South Pacific Islands, beautiful. Um, I've been to every continent except Antarctica. And I have uh, been to almost every city in the world at some point. Most of the big cities, not small ones. Um, I've been doing this for almost 30 years. So I, I have I have racked up. I've probably been in the air more hours in my adult life than on the ground. On the ground. Wow. 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 Steve, I would like to say a massive thank you for coming on Podcast with Sheila today. I enjoyed listening to you and learning a lot from you with regards to not having to rely on one thing but spread yourself across just so that you'll be prepared for uncertainties. And I believe that our listeners are going to take away a thing or two from everything we've shared today. So thank you very much for coming on Podcast with Sheila today. Thank you very much. If you've been listening in, this is Season 2, Episode 16 of our podcast series, where we bring seasoned guests with inspiring life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just search for Podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'll find us. Our prayer for you this week is that the Lord will bless your...